Rust Belt Gothic. Hello from the ruins. If this is your first listen, please go back to the first episode and start from there. It's the only way to make sense of this. Private detective Aiden Lowe recently hired a pair of collaborators. Um, well, a little bit about the job, obviously, you know, I'm a personal detective, so you would be helping me out, you know, whatever, you know, random things I, I need done. One of these helpers is a quiet young drifter named Alex Carter. Like a tablet full of both cracks and inscriptions, Carter is a mystery, but a curious uh, mystery. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I have any job experience that suits me for this, but I will give you this. That means you can just teach me the ways of this job, and I, I you know, I started at a base zero. I'll, I'll be an expert if you make me an expert. The other new hire is a medical student, one Patrick Cho, already nicknamed Smarts by the other two, for his keen intellect and his straightforward, if unsettling, manner of thought. Um, any, anything that you can bring to the table. You know, we know about your medical history. Any, anything else? I can stab people without having them bleed to death. These two very different personalities have already proven useful to Aiden's current case, that of the Temple of Music. The group's vague objective is to uncover its secrets and the motivation behind its purchase by local businessman Preston Fennell. After uncovering nothing but more questions, the trio finds itself on the street, chased from the basement by toxic fumes. Alright, so you're on the street, you've just busted through the emergency exit from the basement to um to escape the the fumes that were coming out of the furnace uh the exact last thing that happened was we were like attack or we saw that ghost i got burned and then we bailed yep fuck yeah oh, how, how are you okay uh this really hurts carter just like kind of holding his arm smarts can you can you bandage him up also what was that that splashed on you no, the boiler was down there. I knew water, but really burned me. Kind of good. Also, what 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 did we see down there? What what was that? It's just like a homeless guy living in their boiler room. Furnace. Area? I certain I certainly hope so. Let's not go. I don't like this place. Let's not go back there. Well, hopefully we don't have to go back there, but, you know, we can't say we won't. Um, <clears throat> since we are supposed to be investigating that place, but in the meantime, let's, you know, gather ourselves. Get you, is Smarts, are you, is Smarts bandaging him up? Is he, like, helping Gil? Yeah, I'm gonna check his wound. I wanna figure out what's, what hurt him. Over here. 17. Uh, the sleeve is damaged. It looks like something ate through it. But as you roll that up 
and away from the wound, you notice that there is no wound. The fuck? Wait, does Wait, it still what? does it still hurt? Does it still burn? It do, it does not. But you distinctly remember a few seconds ago, it definitely did burn. It felt like the top layers of skin had been burned away. I yeah, I guess I feel okay. I don't know what. Oh my god, my my shirt. This is my favorite shirt. Uh, how did well? How did something destroy my shirt without burning my arm? Man, I think you just got lucky. I think you hallucinated. It was a stressful situation. We don't know what we were seeing down there. Some homeless person or what. Well, I'm glad you're not hurt uh, anyway. Um, so he, he suggested we talk to, to Nathaniel Addicts, um, or we should talk to, to Mary. I think we need to try and find out more about this place away from this place for now yeah so right, we, should head to, we should head to one of those i think we should, we should chat mary first smart do you think you should go to mary yeah she might be like i don't know i feel like something's gonna happen to her now um cory outside game in the 90s what were hospitals uh policies on letting people visit people do we have to be family uh, a lot like hospitals now, it depended on the individual hospital. So, but most likely we're supposed to be family. Family or a uh, decent enough reason. Like, uh, if you re- remember when you first entered the Temple of Music, you were pretending to be safety inspectors. Yeah. So, if you're going to the hospital as government inspectors for safety and you I, want to talk to the victim that's that might be a good excuse to try okay okay so we're gonna go we had fake ids right oh wait hold on okay um okay so here's here's the plan we'll go we'll go to the hospital she's staying at wait did we find out what hospital she's staying at i believe so because uh sarah said that she was staying at uh green green cross hospital okay and that she was being trans she was being transferred to a private facility pretty okay. soon so yeah we should we should move on this one fast all right so let's head to green cross hospital we will still be inspectors although maybe uh, carter you should roll up your sleeve a little bit so it doesn't look like it's burned let's do it i roll up my sleeves i mean business <laughs> uh do i get my health back Corey? Yes, you do. Okay. Alright, Carter, you drive. Toss me the keys, my man. You already had them. You drove us here. Okay, so uh, the Green Cross Hospital is one of the more major hospitals in the city. Uh, so finding it is super easy. Basically, everyone knows where it is. There's no need to even roll to search for it. It's a 15-minute drive from the temple in a rough part of town. Finding Mary Gordon may prove more difficult. We can't just walk into the front desk. You could try. Uh, sure. Um, <clears throat> should there be three of us? You guys think? Uh, I say we all go in. Um, all right, let's all let's all go in. Uh, Corey, we're gonna walk into the front desk. 
the reception desks are pretty far in the back, and there's, like, a waiting area, but not for emergency room type stuff. Just for, like, people who ask to see someone and they're set, like, you have to wait, That's that sort of thing. In the back at the reception desk, there's a pair of nurses. Okay. Um, I, I'll walk up first and say, uh, hello ladies, how are you doing today? Uh, the nurse on the left says, oh, hello. And the one on the right takes a look at Carter and under her breath says something. What? Can I try and pick up what she said? Any window or something? Yeah. Uh, you can do a listen check. Listen, listen. Okay. Shit, that's a wisdom-based thing. Yes. Uh, that's gonna be five minus two, three. I didn't hear anything she said. Can I do an innuendo check to see if I can read her lips? Uh, read lips is actually its own skill. It's oh kind shit, of is like it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be better at that because it's intelligence-based. Uh, man, I wish I had that. Oh well. But you can you can do a listen check and so can smarts if he wants to. Okay. Um. Eleven plus seven. I also got eleven plus one, so twelve. 18. Okay, so you both hear under her breath, she says sort of at Carter, hippie. What? Wow. Yeah. I just laughed. Alright, so I <laughs> totally agree. I just like shake my head and kind of like ignore. Uh, hi. How are you? Um, wait, I already said how you're doing. Uh, what, what's your name? What's your names? I'm Cynthia, and this is Cindy. Cynthia, Cindy, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, Cynthony, we are <laughs> government inspectors. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Cynthony. <laughs> it's Cynthia. <laughs> Cindy and what? Cynthia. Cynthony, you like combine the two names. <laughs> Alright, cut all, cut all that out. The one on the right says something probably insulting under her breath. Uh, Cynthia, we're, we're government inspectors. We're, uh, inspecting the building related to, uh, Miss Mary Gordon, uh, Miss Mary Gordon's accident. Um, here's our, our identification. I'll flash her the government thing we made. Um, we needed to interview her about exactly what happened when she fell. Um, would you be able to tell us what room she's in? I'd love to if I can see your identification. Oh, like, okay. hold it and see it. Ah, shit. Okay. Um, I guess I hope we did well on this forging job. I will hand it to her. Okay. Um, Cynthia has to make a spot check uh, against your original disguise check. So here it goes. Cynthia got a five. Ha, fuck you, Cynthia. Wait, no, Cynthia's the nice one. Cynthia nods, shows it to Cindy, who also nods, smiles facetiously at you, and whispers something under her breath, and Cindy (laughs) hands the um, badge back to you. Oh my god, can I listen again? Hopefully this time I hear. Um, 11 minus 2, 9. You, you hear her say, pig under her breath like 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 you're some sort of cop or something she's closer to the truth than she realizes she's she's also apparently bad shit crazy but um the nice nurse cynthia 
she uh, tells you that Mary Gordon is located in the psych ward and that she will walk you there. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Psych ward? Not like the fall ward? Well, she was incoherent when she was brought in and when she finally came out of her catatonia, uh, she wasn't in very good mental shape and she hasn't really improved. That's part of the reason why Preston Fennell's arranged for her to be moved to his private facility in Portsmouth. Man, this guy must be rich. Preston Fennell is doing this? Why would Preston Fennell get involved in this? Well, smell the fishy. I'm afraid I can't comment on that. Um, so are we, are we there now? Yeah, uh, the psych ward is pretty depressing. It has dull blue walls odd, outdated white floor tiles, and somehow smells less clean than um, the rest of the hospital. Hmm. Uh, smells like Cynthia death. leads you to a particular door and says that this is where Mary Gordon is. Okay, we're going in. Alright, let's, uh, let's head in, boss. Cynthia does not uh, go with you. She goes back to her front desk duties. Thank you so much, and Cynthia, for, for showing us the way. Sure. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll only be here a little bit. She waves. She just keeps on going. Oh, wow. She was the nice one, wasn't she? Wow. Rude. Terrible. That's going on the report. Uh, inside, uh, Mary Gordon looks pretty pitiful. She has two blackened eyes, uh, wrappings on her head, hands tied securely to the sides of the bed, uh, ostensibly for her safety and the safety of others, and both legs are in thick casts up in slings. She looks bad. Mm -hmm. Mary? She does not acknowledge you. Uh, there's a chart on the front of her death. Uh, uh, on the front of her bed. I like to read the chart. You might want to have Smarts read it w with you. Oh, she... shit. Right. Um, Smarts is what I hired you for. Smarts, do you want to read the chart for us? Sure, let me take a look. What what skill do you think you're going to use for that? Uh, knowledge. Medical knowledge. Very good. 13 plus 7. So, non-natural 20, which is very good. Uh, her chart says she's been diagnosed with Stendhal Syndrome. And Stendhal Syndrome, you know from studying medicine that it's not... That it was thought to be a real diagnosis, but um, it's, it's actually a pseudoscientific condition it's not a real medical condition it's a supposed psychosomatic disorder that causes rapid heartbeat dizziness fainting confusion and even hallucinations when a sensitive individual is exposed to powerful art it's not recognized as an actual disorder sounds like my weekend she's she's a, she's in a state of um what's waking unconsciousness she's just sort of staring forward 
Okay. While they're like checking out the chart, the chart, I almost said while they're checking out the chart, uh, I'm gonna walk over to her and I'm gonna do a magic trick. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna do like a quick sleight of hand thing and like pull a, a flower that'd out of my sleeve. That'd be performance. Okay. Thirteen plus six, so nineteen. You pretty much nail it, but she just doesn't respond. That's okay. I'll put the flower next to her on like the bedstand or, or the nightstand or whatever splat surface is next to her to, uh, bed. I want to like do some tests if to find out if she can like she's respond she she responds to the stimulations. Okay, it would be because she's like mentally not there it would be psychoanalysis 15 plus 5 another non-natural 20 uh she still doesn't respond to anything is there is there a tv in the room uh there there's not there's nothing else in this entire room and it's a fairly large room and it just has her in it i forgot to mention there is a window um above her that has like like chain chain links on it but um do you want to do a med check or uh smarts to test her physical injuries 15 plus 7 22 your med check reveals that her concussion uh the one like physical thing that could possibly cause these mental symptoms it uh it it was apparently very minor because it's already healed mostly so physically her brain seems fine her current state wasn't caused by the fall uh it was caused by something else entirely something she saw before during or after she fell traumatic disorder yeah something like that I was thinking maybe the hospital people give her some drugs. That would say that on the chart. Doesn't look like they have. Right. So this married girl, she is really not in a good condition. Her brain is fine, but I think she has like PTSD or something. Well, how do we how do we get her to respond? We need to ask her some um, questions. C- Carter, I'm glad you said that. You should do a spot check. Uh, ten total. There's very little in the room, so you managed to succeed anyway. Uh, on the sort of bedside stand, it's not really a nightstand because it's on wheels, uh, next to Mary Gordon's bed, there are a couple of instruments and a bottle of prescription pills. Uh, you notice that there's stimulants and there's enough here to death to like probably bring her out of whatever's going on with her but um if you gave her that much it could mess with her heart should should we just wake her up with this pill because like this pill can definitely whoa 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 how many what she say we're not we're not trying to hurt this person how safe how safe is this this is from your medical knowledge check if you give somebody three of these you will kill them 
It looks like she needs about two and a half to wake up. Okay, let's just try two and a half of That's though I don't really like those odds. Uh, it's my professional opinion. Keep so. in mind that three pills would kill a normal person. This is someone who has some physical trauma going on. Okay, uh, let's give her two then. Okay, guys, let's give her two. Hold on, is she on any other medication right now? Is there- oh, guys, how about this? Let's give her one and a half. And then if she doesn't get up, and we will just give her another half. And then we go by half. Till she wakes up. This might seem like a uh, strange time to ask this, but uh, are we alone in this room? <laughs> no, the entire medical board is seated against the far wall. Look, no, um, no, no. You're to- totally alone in here. And the uh, door is shut. I just wanted to make sure, because I know that psych wards usually are at least from what I have seen, are usually filled with people. <laughs> like, they kind of keep them in, like, a shared area. I didn't know if we were, like, in, like, its own its own room or whatever, so I just wanted to make sure we weren't saying all of this in front of, like, a, gr- a room full of people. She's in some sort of, like, intensive care part of the wing where they it's put psych. people with mental problems who have also suffered some sort of physical injury maybe we can just persuade her <laughs> into guys let's just get for pills it's like the fastest way we don't have a lot of time here hold on let's see if we can get let's, i'm gonna see if i can get any response from her first i'm gonna i'm gonna walk up to her side i'm gonna hold her hand and be like mary are you, are you, are you with us all right yeah um that doesn't do it Okay, guys, pill. Does I are all the the only way for her back? Mary, wake up! Tell us, tell us who did this to you. Nothing. What was um? Hey, Corey. What was the the uh, the guy who died? Uh, like the ghost guy. What was his name? Leon Jolgosh. Uh, I get real close and I was like, "Hey, Mary, do you know Leon Jolgosh?" Uh, she doesn't respond. She also might know. She she might not really know who that is. Um. Damn. If only we could like show her a picture of him. I wonder if we could maybe evoke some kind of reaction by reigniting the trauma. While Carter is talking, I'm I'm giving all those pills to Mar- to Mary, and I force her to <laughs> no. eat the pill. Wait, I want to see if we can get any reaction yeah, before we resort I'm with, to I'm drugs. with Carter here. And potentially kill her. Uh, okay, I'm gonna be like, do you, do you know Leon? Do you know? Did you see the burnt man? Her shallow breathing sort of hitches for just a second. Um, she's still just staring forward, not blinking, but now she's making eye contact with you. Unnerving. Her eyes are really bloodshot. Her pupils are large. She tries to mouth something towards you uh i getting a little closer maybe hear um, better you'll all have to roll listen checks 11 total 12 plus 7 19 14 minus 2 12 
So only smarts hears this. Guys. She just I think she said she, she fell up. She fell up, not she fell down. She fell up like something picked her up. What? I think like, Mary did something throw you? She fell up. Fell up. Like into the ceiling? We should probably. We will have to check that temple again, I guess. Uh, I didn't think to look at the ceiling, but I, I don't. Even if she fell up, and we're still in the same so we don't have any more information. And that's assuming that we believe that, like, she is in a psych ward, right? Yes. Um, so that, that also assumes that we believe her. I mean, we did see this weird burnt man, which seems to be connected in some way, but I don't know how a burnt man could th could make her fall into the ceiling. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's confused. Mary, look, I, I saw him too. You're not crazy. What up? Is there anything? Can, can you tell us anything else about what happened? She looks away from you and goes back to what she was doing before you entered the room. Just sort of staring. That makes me want to shove all the pills. No. No. <laughs> I take the pills away from Smarts. Ugh. Uh, I mean, you know, I, guys, I don't think we're going to get much more out of her. Uh, maybe, maybe we should just leave her be. And to rest for now. Maybe we should go check out Preston Fennel since he seems to want to move her to some private facility for some reason. What if we slip her our phone number just in case she just she has a moment of clarity and wants to call us? No, not don't do that. That's Already done. Dumb. My phone number's written on one of the pedals of the flower. <laughs> she's no, she's never gonna find that. Ah, shit. You're right. I'll... No, don't write. No, people will know. Visit. Don't just don't put your name. Just be like, if you want to talk about that person, call uh, this number. So that leads you with pretty much one lead funnel good no well no. two yeah two N uh, nathaniel addict nathaniel the attic uh was the was the caretaker at the temple okay let's talk to nathaniel the attic first and say did thomas tell us where nathaniel was nope he did not so finding him might be moderately difficult that's okay though because it's the 90s and people still used phone books <laughs> You're an amazing detective. Let's go detect. Alright, let's look him up in the phone book. Uh, my guess is you head back to your practice then. Yeah, that's where I keep my phone book. It would be a gather information check. That should be something I can do. Hell yeah. Gather information. 15 plus 5... 20. All right. Uh, you find his last known address. All right, we're going to head over to Nathaniel. Is it Yaddick? Addict? Yaddick. Yaddick. We're going to head over there. 
his, his house is in one of the suburbs. Uh, it's a pretty decent house. There are two cars in the driveway, so someone's probably home. Are we? Did we switch back out? Are we still gonna do this as inspectors? No, I hate this. I I throw away my costume. Yeah, I don't think we need a disguise for this guy. Let's just be real with him. So the house is there. Door is there. Door doorbell's there. I'm gonna follow Aiden's lead since he's the detective. Yeah, I'm gonna walk up and knock. Hurry up! Whoa, 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 whoa! Please don't, please don't speak to me that way, Smurfs. <laughs> okay. He's your boss. Sorry. Anyway, it takes a few moments, and uh, a nice young lady answers the door. And when I say uh, young lady, I mean like mid twenties. Uh, she smiles and greets you. Hi, my name is uh, Aiden Lowe. I'm a private investigator. Um, I'm looking for... Uh, I have this as the last known address of Nathaniel Yaddick. Um, is he is he around? Uh, Nate Yaddick, uh, he does not live here anymore. We actually purchased the home from his family. Uh, he's quite old now, so he lives uh, at a nursing home. Do you know the name of this nursing home? I do. Um, Fennel Gardens, I'm pretty sure it's called. Fennel Gardens, uh, of course. Okay, thank thank you. Sure, and she closes the door. Let's, let's get out of here. It, I, <laughs> this is the second time Fennel's name has been brought up. Can we, um, can I, like, uh, sense motive to make sure she was telling the truth? Yes. God damn it, that's another wisdom-based thing. Corey, why'd you let me make my wisdom so low? Um, that's gonna be a 10. Uh, you cannot tell very much. I don't think this person has a reason to lie. I think everybody has a reason to lie. Let me, and if I teach you anything, let me teach you this. Everybody lies, and it's never lupus. <sighs> Alright. So, looks like you've tracked him down. His old folks home is in the suburb of Hobmore. Uh, it's about 15 minutes west of your current location. It ju- it looks like a it looks almost like a apartment building. Um more than like a care facility. Um let's head in. Should we use our real names still? I don't that's final. I I feel like there's something up with this final guy. Fennel. Fennel. Um yeah, I mean, I don't trust anybody. And if everything's related to him, he's really fishy. Yeah. It is suspicious. I feel like he intentionally just put everything that's connected to that temple to, like, in his control. It seems that way. Alright, so, uh, as you enter, uh, you take in the place... This place is weird. It's totally normal, but it gives off the same vibe as the psych ward you visited Mary Gordon in. Uh, Despite visible efforts to appear welcoming, safe, comfortable, this is obviously a bad place. People don't come here because it's fun or comfortable. Um, There is uh, a nurse at the front desk. Okay, um... I'm going to walk up, and I'm going to say it's basically the same spiel as before. I'm like, 
Hi, we are, uh, inspectors. Wait, are, is that what we're doing? Are we still being inspectors, though, or are we just using our aliases? We're just using our aliases. Okay. St we're gonna do private detective. Don't even mention the profession at first. Let's see if we can get him and see him. We were looking to speak to Nathaniel Attic. Attic? I think I did that again. Um, would you be able to tell us where he is? The nurse looks up as she's chewing bubblegum and she says oh nate yeah sure uh and she leaves her desk obviously thinking that you're going to follow okay we're i'm gonna follow so she takes you through the kitchen area over to the sort of recreational area where there's uh um a bunch of people playing cards some people reading, some people talking about the war and how the new generation sucks. Yeah. Um, and how they really miss fried bologna. Classic old people. Uh, the TV is playing some sort of... It looks like opera on PBS, except it's muted. So you kind of wonder, what's the point of watching this? <laughs> Sad. Uh, there is a little old man sitting on the couch all by himself. And the nurse walks you up to him and says, Nate, uh, I've got some visitors for you. And she leaves you with him. So much easier to get to see this guy than to see Mary Gordon. Um, I'm going to walk over to the TV remote. And I'm going to put the Seinfeld marathon on. Okay. Nate kind of responds. He um, looks at the screen, points at it. He says, "Yeah, I was, I was watching that." But this is this is a show about nothing. Why do I want to watch a bunch of these New York pansies? I want to watch. What you? I want to watch Figurillo. You don't like George and Kramer and the, the whole gang? No. Uh, oh, okay. And I've got a bad feeling about that. That Kramer guy. I kind of feel like he might be a racist. <laughs> I don't like that. That's a good inst That's a good instinct. Follow that instinct. Oh god, I... You know, now that you mention it... There's something off about him. Oh god. And I, I'll quickly change the channel. Alright. I'm just gonna be thinking... I'm gonna be thinking about Kramer all day. Is he, is he right? So Nate relaxes once you put it back to opera. I'm assuming that you put it back to opera. Can I, like, turn the volume up a little? You could try, yeah. I'm gonna try turning the volume up a little. Nate puts his hands up to his ears and says, I just want to watch. I don't want to listen. I just want to watch. Alright, turn, turn, oh, the, okay, turn it off. Okay, just leave it how right. it was. Okay, right. fine, fine. I'll, and I'll, I'll mute it. Well, um, thank you, young man. Any, anything for you? It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> You're right, it is weird. Last time I said that to some to another man, it was at the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet. Me too, let me tell you. It's uh, okay in a foxhole. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Don't gotta tell me. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> uh, I think me and this guy are gonna get along. Just fine. It's nice to meet you. He sort of puts his finger up like he's going to say something and then just goes back to watching TV. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, look, we were we were hoping to ask you a couple of questions about. Uh, well, actually, we were we were referred to talk to you by uh, a Thomas. What was his last name? Uh, I don't think he gave you. His last I just name. have Thomas the Stoner written down. Yeah. All right. We spoke to Thomas at the uh, mu- the music music. What is fuck? Temple of Music. The attic. It was oh temple. Temple of Music. I like that place. It was my favorite place to keep up. Yeah, he. We just so we we saw some weird things there, and we were hoping maybe you'd you'd be able to tell us about them. Do you know what we're talking about? Well, you've seen the ceiling if you've been there. So. Yeah. What? What's? Why do you think it's so weird about the ceiling? Oh. It's just. It's not as weird as the basement. What is weird about the ceiling, and then what is weird about the basement? The the burned man? His face sort of shifts. You can't really tell how it shifts. It's not fear. It's like he's thinking, like he's trying to remember, or that he... He re- remembers shards and not the whole pe- not not the whole thing, just pieces. They killed people down there. Is that why you're here? Who killed people? The the He sort of reaches around his neck and you notice that he's wearing something around his neck on a chain he pulls it up I kept the key and it's uh it's a weird large key does it look like it would have fit in that door we picked no ooh where does this key go to sir it's it's the opposite of of astro telescope room it's it's the same it's same idea though just a different angle you understand um can I do some kind of psychoanalysis to try and figure out what he's talking about yeah are we trained in that strangely yeah so Natural 20. Uh, what's really obvious to you is that this poor old guy suffers from dementia quite badly. You have no idea what he's trying to tell you about some sort of astronomy room. Uh, especially the part about it being, like, different. It's like, how can like, telescope room is he talking about an observatory you guys were just talking about the basement yeah doesn't make any sense he said it was the opposite of the of that but you know for a fact you didn't see a single keyhole in that entire temple where that key could go but you also did not explore the entire basement there were two hallways the lit one and the dark one you went down the oh, you shit. went down the lit one. Oh shit! I forgot you, because we were and you, we found that guy, so we didn't 
Okay. You had you had to get out of the basement because it was filling up with gas. Or, guys, okay, huddle up. This might sound crazy, huddle but up. Mary said that she fell up, right? And sounds fucking crazy. And he said that it's the opposite, the key to the opposite of that room, right? What if the opposite is up? What if there's something on the ceiling? Is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I think we should go. We should go back. Uh, we need this key, and but I think we need to be alone there. I don't. I don't know if um, Rosenberg can swing that. If we can get in there alone, or if we can sneak in, like maybe after it's everyone's left. Nathan looks at Carter. And he's got this look on his face that you don't entirely like, Carter. It's like, um... I know this look. I look like his dead son. No, it's like, <laughs> uh... It's like the way a moray eel looks. It's like a smile, but it's not a smile. Something predatory. Oh, okay. And he lifts Hi. lifts two, two fingers towards you and motions with them for you to come in close. Uh, okay. And I'll slowly lean in closer to him. He whispers in your ear, Hell is above us. I, like, I, I'm, like, startled, and I kind of, like, stand back for a second. Hey, what are you talking about? He just sort of goes back to watching opera. Sir, can we... Can we borrow this key of yours? It's just sort of hanging on the outside of his shirt now. Just take it. I, I, look, I look at Carter and I kind of give him a look like we need that key. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try and take the key and without him noticing. Or uh, actually, hold on. Hey, uh, Aiden. What's up? One, uh, uh, I'm gonna kind of walk behind him and I'm gonna try and take this key. Why don't you... Just why don't you change the channel on the TV real quick? Um, Maybe distract. Good idea. I'm second. going to go and flip it back to Seinfeld real quick. And while he does that, I'm gonna try and grab the key. All right, that's uh, sleight of hand. Am I assist? Am I assisting him in any way by distracting him? So you can get a plus two circumstantial bonus. Okay, that's a 16 total. 16 plus 2? Or is that... No, 16, 16, total? 16 total. Yeah. That is enough. You um, detach it from the chain. Uh, so the chain is just sort of hanging around his neck. Alright, quickly put it in my pocket. You've got it. You've got the key. Uh, I, flip the t- I flip it back to the, uh, the, whatever, the opera. Thank you, young man. No, no problem. Thank you so much for for talking to us today, sir. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of your way. He keeps watching television. He does not acknowledge you. Okay, let's get let's get out of here. Poor guy. So you guys have two leads. You've got Preston and you've got the Temple. The guy who owns this place and the guy who's trying to move the girl to his own private cycle. The guy who apparently owns half half the city. We shouldn't go check on Fennel because 
we don't want him to know we're on him. Like I don't want. Yeah, we don't want to tip him. I don't off. want to get into any troubles with him. He sound he's he seems like a really powerful person. Yeah, he's our our person of interest right now. Probably the the longer we can fly under his radar, the better. Yeah, let's go check out the temple. Okay. Yeah, I agree. But I think I do think we should go there when nobody else is around. Yeah, let's go tonight. Uh, after X Files. You guys have killed enough time where it is nighttime now. You might have. Oh man, it's the '90s. You're you're never gonna see that episode unless it goes to reruns. You just happen to catch it on reruns. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. nine o'clock okay and you guys go to the temple a second time looks pretty much the same neighborhood doesn't exactly come alive at night the neighborhood's pretty run down all right let's see if we can find like a back entrance well i guess we could go through the basement there is the emergency exit that you guys uh busted through uh there's also the front entrances I'm not sure about it. Maybe we should go back into the basement, check out that other hallway. Oh no, I miss sliders too. Yeah. You watch a lot of TV, huh? Uh, yeah, it's the golden age of television. It's, for the it's 90s. really not. Alright. So, have you decided whether you're going through the emergency exit or the front? Is the emergency exit going to trigger some kind of alarm? You didn't seem to the first time. Oh yeah, we went. We went Let's out. We can... Is that it going? Does that lead into the basement? Yes. Well, we're going to basement anyways. So yeah, I guess we should probably go back in there. So the emergency exit. Uh, it does not look like it can be opened from the outside. Uh, but it is slightly. Like you uh, know how when you half shut a car door and it kind of just like is half out but it's still shut and locked it's yeah. that sort of shut can we use the open lock there's no lock to open oh wait so is there a way to actually open this door Good. there's space for like a crowbar or a piece of wood or something oh I see um oh wait what do, do I have what do I have with me let's see does anyone have like a a thing though well wait can you like Try this open somehow. Uh, yeah, let me give it a try. I got a natural one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, you roll so many of these that it's hard to come up with new ones. But this is the first one of the day. Wow, I'm sorry, Corey, that I roll so many natural ones. You r- rub your hands together. Stretch out those fingers. Good, good. Like it so far? Place the crowbar. And as soon as you start turning it, uh, the front of it just snaps off. There is no longer a space to put something into the door to try and pry it open. It is now filled with crowbar. 
Oh my god, you suck. You're so strong. <laughs> You're so strong, and the and the door is also so firm that you you guys just work together to make that crowbar. Um, just a part of the door. Just a metal slab. Yeah. Um, also, well, smarts. Shit, I heard that. Aiden. Please don't. Please don't speak to me that way, or I'm gonna have to. I whispered. There is still the front door. I guess we gotta try the front door. Is it dark? It is. It's dark. And this neighborhood is creepy. Well, I guess we gotta go to the front. So, let's do this. Maybe, I guess, Smurfs can pick the lock for us. Sure. Thirteen plus six. Nineteen. Okay, you managed to get one of the locks open in the front. Okay, that's good. All right, let's let's go quick before anyone sees us. So, did you want to examine the ceiling first or the basement? Ceiling. Since it's um, safe. I kind of want to check out the ceiling. All right. So I guess I, I guess we go to where she fell. Was the ladder still around? Uh, there's some ladders propped up against the walls, and some scaffolding. And uh, okay. the way the way the way this place is at night, the lobby was pitch black, so you really needed your flashlights. But once you get to the auditorium. Uh, the glass dome ceiling shows all the stars and the moon. It's almost as if somehow it filtered the light pollution of the city around you because you couldn't see very much once you were outside. And then weirdly, once you came inside, you could see the sky pretty purely and uh, so, so much so that it's lighting the uh, room. Hmm. Wow. It's beautiful in here. Okay, so I want to get one. Can I? Does. Carter, do you have the key? Sure do. And I. Uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, no. I found it. Sorry. thought it was in a different pocket. I toss it to him. I'm going to just take my flashlight and start, like, putting, like, looking up at the ceiling and just kind of, like, moving the flashlight, moving the light back and forth and see if I notice anything weird about this ceiling that everyone seems to love. Uh, nothing. Don't see anything. But, um, if you want to search the ceiling it would be a search check, but you have to do a climb check first to see if you can climb the scaffolding up there. Yeah, let me, let me do that. Um, climbing, huh? I have a minus two in climbing. should be pretty good at that. Um, I got a 21. 21? Alright, so you climb it with with a lot of ease. I want to kind of like, and, just in uh, case I start falling towards the ceiling, I kind of want to like, brace myself. Like, be, just be, try to be ready for it. Okay. Uh, the ceiling itself is painted with figures from mythology and representations of music. Uh, much like the rest of the building, only in a much less pleasant way. Uh, the faces are leering, 
some scenes suggest violence and torture, but never never clearly enough for it to be really definite as to what you're looking at. Uh, I am going to ask you to do a listen check before you start searching. Uh, seven minus two, five. You don't hear nope. anything. So if you wanted to yeah, search, I would like, I would like to this search. would be the time. Ooh, that's good. Uh, 19 plus 6, 25. The ceiling looks like it was recently renovated. It's mostly done except for uh, one patch past the edge of some scaffolding. Uh, past that edge, there seems to be a panel with a latch. Some sort of small square oh, door. Oh shit. I, I go over to it. Is there a keyhole? No. Question. Are you saying the door is on the ceiling? Yep. Oh. So it's like an attic. It's situated in such a way where, in order to reach it, uh, one of you would have to lean out while someone else uh, holds his waist. Alright, somebody help me out. Someone has to make a climb check to go up there and help him. I, I have zero. I'm gonna let Unless Smarts do it. Four. Wait. Four minus one is a three. Oh god, why did you let Smarts do it? Because I have a minus two. Shit. You try to climb the scaffolding, and you're just not strong enough, and you just sort of plop down. (laughs) I really need. I really need one of you guys' help. Move, Uh, Move aside. Move aside, smarts, and I let, I roll up my sleeves. I get I concentrate real hard. I stretch a little, and then I flawlessly roll a roll natural, a natural one. one. No, I did roll a natural one. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. God damn it! What is wrong with you? Minus two, so that's a negative one. As you're climbing, <laughs> uh, you. Fuck. You manage to fall off. You fall in such a way where you twist your ankle. Oh, fuck. At least there's a doctor in the room. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Aiden. I am going to have you take one point of damage. Um, Alright, so I need help to get to this thing, and both of my the, both the people I hired are weak little uh, nothings. Okay, cool. Yeah. Rude. Can I use my massive brain to figure out some way to do this without them? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know what I'm actually implying that I roll. But I rolled my third 19 in the last 10 minutes. So, um, we're going to call that a search check. A second search check to help you f- find some items to um, get you yeah, to the door. Some kind of. Or to, or some to get kind the door open. Either. You take the wooden floor floorboards uh, that you're standing on. Um, you back up and you move them forward just enough where they're still balanced, but where you can get closer to the door. You're still not close enough to actually open it. But you find uh, a long piece of wood in the shape of like a broom handle. And you find, like, a 
like a sheet. Think maybe if I can tie one end of the sheet to the scaffolding, the other end to my waist or something, I can get, I can lean out and hopefully it'll hold and I can open the door and actually see what's going on in there. Or I could just lean out from where I am with the broom handle and just sort of nudge the latch and hope that it opens. Uh, I'm going to do the first one. Um, okay. While he's doing that, he's smart. Do you think he could take a look at my ankle while he's acrobatting around up there? Okay, let me help you. Do a heel check. 19 plus something. Um, it doesn't heal the point of damage, but what it does do, uh, there was going to be a, uh, debuff, because you, your movement would be impeded, but, uh, smarts manages to sort of move it, massage it, twist it in such a way where, uh, your movement is no longer impeded by the fact that you twisted it. Oh my god, smarts, you're the best. That really hurt. (laughs) Alright, I'll be ready for when I fall in 10 seconds. So, Aiden, you've decided to take the course of action where you make yourself a harness, basically. Yes. You lean forward, you open the door. Looking up through the open panel, uh, you see somehow an alien star system. You see a field of stars that you know for a fact are not your night sky. What? Through the door? Yes. There are two glowing stars, one white and one red, dancing around a dead gray one. And the light coming off of all three of them together is sickly and somehow colorless. I'm very confused. I need you to make a sanity check. (laughs) I got a 68. Okay. So, uh, take 1d2. Two. Sanity damage? Two, so you lose... Yeah, you lose two points of sand. Gravity seems to shift suddenly, but only for you. Uh, you're pulled partway into this star system. Would you uh, roll a d20 check for craft, and we'll just call it a generic craft check to see the quality of the harness? I do. I do. I am trained in that. This is actually pretty good. Uh, not natural 20. Rolling against that, your harness does a good job of keeping you in our reality uh, for the first 15 seconds before it gives way and you're sucked up into the door and the door slams behind you. Oh shit, Aiden. Oh shit. Smart, what the fuck was that? Uh, I don't know. What was... What, what should we do? I don't know. I don't think neither of us can get up there. He hasn't paid us yet. I'm, I care more about his safety. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Me too. 
Should we wait here? I don't know what else we can <laughs> do. I don't think we can get up there. <laughs> Corey, I'm gonna start making my new character now. So, so well, that's the end of him. Suddenly. <laughs> Oh shit. It looks like an unconscious Aiden has fallen down. Oh shit. <laughs> Smart. Behind us? Fuck. Uh, Aiden, you have to take 1d6 Holy points shit. damage. Holy shit. Are you serious? Do I roll that or do you? Oh, right. Uh, oh, I roll God. that. Corey, be very uh, careful with what you tell me right now. Ah, one. Alright, you take one point of damage. Good, if anything higher, I'd be dead. Oh my god. Smart. What? Okay, let me check. Let me check him. Uh, you'll have to use psychoanalysis if you want it. But I thought the falling damage is more <laughs> No, it's only one point. He's not conscious. Yeah, oh, I'm conscious. Okay. Oh, damn. This one? Yeah. 18 plus 7. Yeah, he is unconscious, but you managed to knock him out of it with that. Or, you you knock him back into conscious with just some firm slaps. <laughs> he's like, Aiden, Aiden, you slap his face. He like does that. one point of damage and, <laughs> and he dies. squeeze the face. <laughs> no, I will squeeze here instead of slap, because slap will cause concussion, but just... squeezing here will just wake him up. That's weird. No, that's not weird. It's <laughs> they can't see what you're doing. Oh, what do you call those? I don't yeah, know. The, air, the triangular the, area. The under part the of nose. your, the part of the face where Hitler had a mustache. That's oh yeah. That. <laughs> uh, just for the record, Aiden, you do not remember anything except what you saw, bef like right before you got oh, sucked up. Okay, so I do remember what I saw when I opened it, but not what happened after the door shut behind me. Exactly. Uh, so I'm awake now? Yes. What the- what the fu How did I get down- Wait, How did you get up? I saw- what? There was another- World. What? Like a- Like Narnia?